Hey there, uh, welcome back to the Longshot Club. This is episode 12. Yeah, somehow we've gotten through 12 of these damn things already. Um, so I'm Noel. I'm, I'm Ellie. Oh, I cut <laughs> Bran off. I was about to say I wasn't my name. sure what the order was. <laughs> I'm right. Bran, who was just cut off. I'm Ellie, who cut Bran off, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm the good boy. I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. I wasn't sure what the order was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know that we generally have an order, but we probably should to avoid this mistake in the future. Yeah, well, my, you, know, would think by, you would think by 12 episodes we would have figured that part out by now, but no. no. <laughs> uh, so we are here this time to discuss Vanilla Sky. Starring the Thomas of Cruises. Yeah, the Thomas of Cruises. Uh, I can't remember when it came out. I'm guessing you're probably staring at it here, aren't you? No. no? No, interesting. No, I'm, okay. I'm staring at waveforms being created as I speak. Ooh. Waveforms. Look at the waveforms. Sometimes they get real loud and they get real big. And then I'm really quiet. And they're very small. <laughs> How are we able to get to 12 episodes? We're so ADD. <laughs> Because uh, we never shut up, that's how. <laughs> oh, that's helpful, uh, I guess. We just turn microphones on and keep talking, and then eventually episodes happen. Yeah, I guess that's helpful for a podcast. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, we haven't done a recap in a long time, but fuck it. I'm actually going to try and pick up that tradition again. Uh, Go from for From way it. back in episode one. Uh, Villain of the Sky is about a guy by the name of David Ames, Tom- Thomas Cruz's... Cruzist of Toms. Cruzist of Toms. Tommy Boy Cruz. Uh, Tommy Boy Cruz Com is Cruise. Chartreuse is <laughs> Chartreuse uh, plays a character by the name of David Ames. His father was a magazine magnate. Uh, he ended up becoming the magazine empire lord regent king, whatever. Uh, super Viscount. rich. <laughs> Viscount of the magazine. The, the Viscount. <laughs> is that how you say it? Viscount? I have no idea. I think Viscount is right. The, the Baron of Magazines. There we go. Uh, the paper baron. Baronet. The paper baron. Uh, he uh, basically has a stupid life where he never needs to think, and he demonstrates it nicely. Um, and then he meets a girl. He really likes that girl, and something terrible happens. And then he slowly loses his mind, and you get to watch. And it's trippy as shit, and frankly, a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Dun, dun, dun. I haven't seen it. I have not seen uh, Vanilla Sky. The things I know about this movie are it's got Tom Cruise in it. Yep. Uh, and that's it. I, I think the cover of the movie's got his face on it real big. Yep. Uh, kind of. Um, uh, his face kind of interspersed with other people's faces because they're frames from the film. We okay. are now moving past my knowledge of what this yeah. film is. Is Cameron Diaz in it? Actually, yes. Okay. Ah, point for to Bran. Love. Is Brendan Fraser in this movie? No? Okay, well, I've run out of things. Enough. You still get the point for the other one, though. Yeah, in oh, my opinion. Point? Yeah, I would say uh, give Brent a, a point. point. Okay. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll get a point. Uh, Ellie, future... you get a point for giving me a point. Whoop, whoop. Future Null, put down a point for Bran and maybe a point for L, but Bran is just trying to destroy the point system now because she is an evil little mischief maker. Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? That's why you're friends. Oh, I get a point too? Okay, yeah, all the points count. Point. I also get all the points. <laughs> Okay, we better so. go watch this movie or this is never going to happen. So okay. other than what you know, what, what are your sort of thoughts going into this film? Um, I haven't watched the Tom Cruise film in a hot minute. so He's going to run a bunch. He's Tom Cruise. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, um, I have interesting thoughts about him as a human. Yeah. Uh, but that I will withhold um, because, you know. You're getting a pass this boy uh, this time. <laughs> this sure, <time>. truce. <laughs> 
you're, you're getting a boy this time. Congratulations! It's a boy. You cannot see, like, you don't see your daughter Suri because she's not a Scientologist. Damn. See, I was going to leave that shit alone. No, I, I was I was going to leave it alone. When do I ever leave anything alone, Ellie? This is a good you point. You leave me alone all the time. No, I, I slowly don't. suffer in loneliness. Oh, well, I'll try harder to annoy you then. Okay. <laughs> that won't be... That bar's not set very high. No. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take much. Anyway, let's go watch this thing before let's we all it. lose our minds. Recording already? Yeah, I've, I've been recording. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Nice. Thank you for the warning. All right, so we're back. I don't know why Bran here is talking about introducing the show. We already did in, uh, did introductions. Yeah, you could cut out the part that I already started recording. I just hit record, so we're oh, ready okay. to go. So <laughs> we're we're back, uh, and uh, Bran here has a little surprise. Yes, I decided to pick up wine just for funsies, um, ooh, ooh. and unfortunately for me, the bottle that caught my eye was thirty five dollars, the most expensive bottle of wine i've ever purchased that would do it um, i've heard that there's worse if oh, that yes. makes you feel better yes it's not it's not in the scheme of things it's not terribly expensive for me it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. um, Me po. but anyway it's a uh, cooper and thief by cellar masters it's a sauvignon blanc you can tell i'm not that much of a wine person I can't we're, we're super name. cultured over here yeah uh, oh, i could have done it <laughs> that's because you're a wino yeah uh, but yeah, so it's uh, and it's aged in tequila barrels, which is what caught my eye about it. That's why I'm excited because um, I don't know. I'm not much of a wino, so it can yeah. it's like a hit or miss thing for me. I'm excited. Yeah. I will uh, mention that they also have a. I want to say it's a merlot, if I remember right. That, or maybe it's a cabernet. Either way, uh, it's uh, aged in bourbon barrels. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've um, nearly bought it a few times, but again, really pricey. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the the profile is uh, citrus and spice with toasty vanilla notes, hmm. and the vanilla notes does also work with uh, the movie of choice today. Yeah, vanilla sky, so, vanilla notes. So how do I use this thing? Okay, no, no, nope, don't. Not do exactly not. what I was just doing. <laughs> okay, we got the old school. Ah, I do the opposite direction. Okay. Yes, and then you kind of hoist it up. Yep. And ooh, that is a that's tricky. There we go. I love it. I, I hope. I hope, I hope the uh, the microphone picked smell. up that. Uh, Let me smell the cork. That yeah. lovely little pop. You're either gonna love that We're or not. We're not wine and crime, that. which is another mm. show I love, and they, uh, as they would say on that show, oh, a nice pop. <laughs> yep. They they they're big on the their Minnesota ness. Ah. And real cork, by the way, you don't see that very often anymore. What do they use? Uh, usually a type of processed foam that looks and feels kind of like cork until you look at the end of it. Then it looks more like an apple pie. Oh, mm. okay. And that's also part of why the cork was so squeaky. Squeaky, squeak, 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 squeak. Hmm. Mm. Cheers. Oh, yes, cheers. Cheers. Mm, righty. I guess eh. I didn't clink yours. Yeah. There clink. There we go. Hmm. I got the smokiness, for sure. You're not a fan? I got the smokiness for sure. <laughs> Based on your face, you're not a fan. Uh, I don't know. I don't get any smokiness. I think kind of like the movie, mm. I'm a little unsure about it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the movie we watched today, I'm a little unsure about how I feel about this wine. Well, I, I guess I would fit, yeah. Um, 
Again, I'm also not a wine connoisseur. I like it. Yeah, I'm definitely picking up the citrus notes. Um, The smokiness is more in like the after, like once you swallow and you like, there it is. It's like (laughs) I smoked something. See, I'm not getting any smokiness. Really interesting. I'm getting, well, almost taste, I'm I'm definitely getting a vanilla aftertaste. It tastes almost like baked vanilla. Hmm. Like, yeah, like if you made a really good pie or a big tray of sugar cookies, which I always get sugar cookie after drinking tequila. I don't know why. Strange. Yeah. I definitely get notes of tequila in it, but uh, mm. I'm, not, I'm not getting the vanilla. Mm. I'm getting the citrus. Um, what was the other one? Spice. Yeah, I'm not getting the spice. I think you're getting the spice. Mm-hmm. I think you're detecting that as smoke. So I just got all that in my glass. <laughs> Figures. They knew I'd be the only one that could handle spice at this table, so they just gave it all to me. <laughs> you're welcome. I disagree strongly with that <laughs> remark, but anyway, we're not here to discuss wine. It's just a nice effect. It is. It was a very nice effect. It was a very nice $35 effect that I enjoy very much. Thank yeah. you. Um... This not, would not have gone well with our dinner. I'm glad we decided to wait to open right, it. Right, right. Honestly, I think this would have gone really well with mine. I, uh, I mean, I can't speak for your teriyaki, but I, I had uh, soy sauce-based hibachi chicken, and I think this would have gone really well with it. I, uh, this, I mean... Again, Noel is also a wino, yeah. so hard-pressed yeah. for him not to like wine yeah. dinner. I think this would have gone great with, like, a pizza. Ooh. Uh, I see. I would have loved it with a pizza. Uh, That's, so that says something. King of pizza over there is actually saying no <laughs> to this wine with pizza. That says a lot. No, with, We're turning with, into uh, food and wine critics over here. With pizza, I would usually go with a sweet red or sometimes a Merlot. A dry Merlot occasionally goes really well with the uh, faint spiciness of a good pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you just have crappy pepperoni, it's just meat-flavored. But if you have good pepperoni, there's there's a spiciness to it, just a little kick. Mm-hmm. And Merlot goes really well with that. Hmm. But that's neither here nor there. You learn all um, sorts of things on this podcast, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, raise your hands. Who wants to talk about this movie first? Well, it's your movie. Maybe you should kind of kick it off with, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. We For those a- that have not seen Vanilla Sky, I don't know. I mean, last time I did summarize it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I in, forgot in we did intro, that. Yeah. We did do that. My bad. Yeah, last I mean, time, I, that I was summarized it just a couple hours ago. Yeah. And not last week. Yeah. My don't bad. look behind the curtain. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, yeah, generally we just kind of do uh, our overview. Um, yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I thought I, I thought Noel was very, cor- was very correct when he described it as a weird movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, uh, I did not anticipate how science fiction it would be. Yeah. 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 It's it not, it not, was not prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a really interesting steep turn into science fiction. And now that you two have seen it, I'm going to summarize it a little bit more for the audience in case they haven't, you should have, <laughs> you have an entire weekend to like explore or depending on when you're listening to this could be months we don't know yeah i definitely recommend watching a movie before listening to the episode if you've not seen the movie the episodes generally are not gonna make yeah terribly yeah. much sense for you yeah um beyond just things happen after an incident involving cameron diaz it's provided by the film that there was a deal made with a company called life extension we don't find this out until the back end of the movie, almost, what would you say, the last 10 minutes? 
something like that. Last well, maybe last fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and from the moment of his deal with life extension, the film stops being this dingy, water-soaked New York and starts being this brighter, warmer, livelier New York. Because it's not real. It's a dream. And he's, uh, he being Tom Cruise, the cruisiest of Toms, uh, mm-hmm. is contacted regularly by a tech support who says, hey, the dream has broken, we need to fish you out, or you can stay in and we can just fix it. Make your choice. And then the film provides you with arguably a pretty conclusive ending. So with a little bit more of a conclusive summary there for you guys. Um, initial thoughts? Yeah. But yeah, initial thoughts. Um, it was good. Um, like, basically going in, the main things I knew is that there's something about a car crash. Yeah. And uh, how Tom Cruise's character kind of deals with that afterwards. Um, but last time I'd read any kind of summary of the movie was years ago, so I'd forgotten most of it. So it was like, mm, yeah. something Tom Cruise and a car crash. Yeah. Uh, and that those were big key elements of the movie, Tom Cruise and a car crash. I mean, you um, knew you knew more than I did. I did not know about the car crash. Yeah. <laughs> so I did wonder about Vanilla Sky as far as the title. I was like, isn't yes. that a piece of artwork? Oh, see, like, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Um, I, oh. I just, I, it might have been because I, t- I had to take some art courses because being a theater major, we have to learn about certain things and Uh so you know it's not exactly my forte but i remember i think i remember like reading or seeing something about it where i'm like i feel like someone said something about vanilla sky being a painting yeah yeah but yeah it uh i don't know how it was i don't know if i would have chosen that for the title of the movie but uh like knowing after like going in you're like vanilla sky what and then it's like oh it's a painting it's like i that's that's a weird moment to choose the title from and then later towards the end it starts to make a little bit more sense yeah but uh this is one that might mess with you this is actually an american remake of if remember right a spanish film yeah i saw i got that vibe a lot yeah i definitely got that vibe uh the original for the record i'm not going to try and pronounce the original title because i don't know spanish i'm white as can be uh the translation is open your eyes Abre sus ojos, ojos, yeah. ojos, That is what elementary school Spanish gets you. Thanks. Interesting. Uh, Penelope Cruz played uh, the same character in both movies. Really? Good yeah. for her. Nice. I did not know that. Um, no, I know, obviously, she's Spanish, but where she... Okay, so Spanish from Spain. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, jury is kind of out for me on how I feel about this movie. I think I'm still trying to process it because we're literally talking about it after we just watched it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed watching it, but movies that are, that can be this trippy, if, like, I don't know if I always enjoy being that confused for that <laughs> length of a period of time. Like that was what, hour and a half, two hours? What did we uh, say? Ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let so, me see the exact length here. <clears throat> admittedly that's probably like the most traditional thing about me as far as like watching movies is i tend to enjoy like the traditional linear typical narrative yeah yeah narrative like beginning middle end this is what it is i can appreciate when people can get more creative with it like vanilla sky did so i can appreciate what they were doing and Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't hate it but i think for me it's it's not something that i would watch again right two hours 17 minutes and also on that note of watching it again uh, so the first time I saw this, I was probably 10 years old, mm-hmm. which 
it's really early to see a film like this, but yeah, I absolutely fell in love with it. And then I watched it again and again and again and watched all the special features and then watched it again and just kept watching it over and over. To see what you missed? Well, not only to see what I missed, but to basically ingrain every element of this film into myself because I, I absolutely fell in love with it. It was so surreal the first time I watched it, but then as soon as it was done, I watched it again and it just clicked. It resonated in a way that I was not anticipating. It's... It's way up there on my list of favorites. I adore the shit out of this movie. And I can completely understand why. Oh, like, yeah. It no, definitely, no, I'm, I'm not... it totally suits your, your taste. I, yeah. I, and again, I enjoyed watching it for the most part. I I'm just not think... getting defensive, just to be clear. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm just offering commentary. No worries. I, I just also want to make it clear I'm not purposely trying to, like, diss the movie or its creators and participants mm, yeah. in any type of way. Like, I enjoyed it. I just don't know if it's my cup of tea, for lack mm. of a better phrase. That's really, I'm still processing. We just got done watching it, and I feel like I just got off of a really interesting trip. <laughs> so, That's a good so, phrase for it, yeah. So I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm coming down, and I haven't fully processed the thoughts that go with it, I don't think. Permission to pour myself a little more of this delicious uh, Yeah, I'm not, uh, like, uh, 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 Oh, Elise does not. No, I think she's saying, please drink my wine. You can have mine. The smokiness is a little too much for me, even though apparently I'm the only one that can taste it. Do you always turn red red when you drink wine? Yes, I do. She always turns red when she drinks, period. Ah. Yes. Anything. Yeah. Admittedly, yes. I get very flushed. It will, if uh, if I've had too much, it will hit me very quick. So I might be drunk for about a solid 10, 15 minutes, and then it's going to be gone as fast as it is. It's interesting because... I don't think that's the case because I didn't have enough, but you know. No, you had just had a few sips. Yeah, <laughs> no. no. It's just redness. Yeah, mm. this is also very strong wine. It's uh, mm. 16.5%. Ah, okay. Very high for wine. Well, I mean, that's you paid true, 35 yeah. bucks for it. Better fork over <laughs> yeah. that good stuff. I, I, you figure it did spend all that time in a tequila barrel. It better be a little <laughs> bit boozy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Alrighty. I'm sorry. I, I got us distracted and off track. But oh, yeah. How dare you. Yeah. It's like we like talking to each other or something. I know. It's what, so are we weird. Friends? So weird. No. So How strange. dare you accuse me of being your friend? Disgusting. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. This is typical, everybody. If, you're, if this is your first episode, this is the this is typical null and brand behavior. So don't freak out. Completely accurate. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Now, would you say that you'd ever want to watch this movie again, Bram? Um. Yeah. I mean, if it was like on TV or something, and I was. Flip- I mean, not that I have TV, but let like let's say I'm house sitting for my parents and I'm flipping through the channels on their TV, and uh, um, if it was on, I might, it depends on what else was on. Um, <laughs> like if say Lord of the Rings was on, I'd probably choose that over this or Star Wars. <laughs> but it also depends on. Um, it wouldn't be my last choice, is what I'm saying. I, I I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd like buy a copy to watch whenever I wanted. Interesting. Um, but you know, if the, if the mood hit me right. You know, to be fair, I do think I wouldn't mind if somebody was like, hey, I want to watch an interesting sci fi type movie. That would probably be something I'd recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did. Again, I enjoyed it. So I do understand the appeal of showing it to people and being like, I think people should watch this. Um, Partially because I think most people are used to seeing Tom Cruise in all the Mission Impossible movies. So they're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. How many times did we say that? We should have kept a counter running. How many, yeah, t- how many this... times did we see an actor in this movie and be like, oh, hey, yeah, this, this <laughs> look movie, who it is. This movie was very heavy on the, oh, it's that guy. Yep. <laughs> I recognize you. Or in Tilda Swinton's case, oh, it's her. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or in Alicia Witt's case as well. You you had that moment. Oh. Yep. I did. I did. Ha- I had that moment. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. And... Yeah. 
I I'm glad that I watched it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I'd watch it again. I yeah. Again, something about being just that confused for mm-hmm. that absurd amount of time. Well, see, that's the thing is the second time you won't be confused at all. This is the second tr- time you'll just be able to enjoy the vibe. I mean, I guess that's that's true. That's a very that's a very true point. It's just I don't know. I don't know that I again, I don't know that I want to you don't know that you want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I want to do that. I guess, but yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, I mean, I've already gushed that I have watched this religiously since I was like ten years old. So I I got nothing. Um, well, what's your favorite thing about it? Yeah, this should be good. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I may not be the MC this episode, but I am basically the producer on both of our shows. And as as producer, part of my job is to help keep things moving. This is true. Um, I can't go first for favorite thing. Okay. Well, I, I thought of a thing. It's not my favorite thing, but I thought of a thing for overview that we can discuss. Okay. Uh, at the initial introduction of Penelope Cruz's character, I was kind of worried that they were going in a manic pixie dream girl thing for her. But they, I, in my opinion, I think they managed to avoid that trope. Like, she's oh, definitely yeah. she's definitely a little bit quirky, but she's not, like, obnoxiously quirky to the point where it's like, okay, stop writing your fantasy woman in. Director. I, I thought the language that was used for her character and their whole banter mm-hmm. as far as like the meet cute scenario and how, you know, because it was very much granted we didn't necessarily know because of dream situations at the time, but it was very much like you see this person and it's like, oh, wow, pow. And for mm-hmm. me, that's like I I can appreciate that trope, but it's done a lot when it comes to rom-coms or romance or if you read Mm -hmm. a lot of it or see a lot of it, that happens a lot where you just see somebody and you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. And there's no denying Penelope Cruz is all of that and a bag of chips. But as far as her character is concerned, I liked, I think their banter and their language and their interactions, their kind of chemistry that they had for these particular roles, I think helped facilitate and make it more believable. And also add to the confusion too, because you know, for a while I'm just like, what the fuck is going on and which one of you is real? (laughs) So, and I think that helped because it made their whole connection very believable. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of beautiful women, you know. Yeah. And I've never looked at a woman and just like been immediately in love with her just by looking at her. Yeah. But I've also like never been bold enough to like approach them. But also, as a woman, I also know I don't <laughs> necessarily want to be approached. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. It makes lesbian dating extremely difficult. <laughs> yep. I can I can imagine. Admittedly, I do not envy you on that point. Yeah. Yeah. Now I I think that. Um, Something that I really appreciate in that regard to the notion of avoiding the manic, manic pixie dream girl vibe was pretty much from the moment that you get to her apartment, there's just this real earthiness to her. Mm-hmm. You you get to see those pictures of her life. You get to find out a little bit more information about her. And she's not immediately head over heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like she she's smitten. But she she's not going We're sti- to... We still got to vet Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> we still got to vet him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's... the That's actually another thing that I really liked was Tom Cruise was not his usual Tom Cruise-y self in this. He wasn't the yeah. coolest guy in the room. Yes. He was... So he was actually not Tom at his cruisest, actually. This is true, oh. yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was weird. He felt more real he felt like an actual flesh and blood human being instead of like a the action-packed go-to mm-hmm. yeah instead of like a impossible. two-dimensional instead of like a two-dimensional picture that just fell out of a comic book 
it felt like an actual human being that's wandering around in New York City, probably being a smug asshole most of the time. <laughs> but then he's so unsure of himself. Yeah. That he could just crumble like a house of cards. I think yeah. this was... I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of his movies, but I think this would be up there as far as one of his better performances that I've ever seen from my very limited, you know, experience of mm -hmm. watching his movies. Admittedly, mm -hmm. most of the stuff I know him from, he's very much the action-packed, like, known for doing his own stunts and watch me wow you with <laughs> these crazy-ass stunts that I'm going to do. Um, watch and, me break my ankle and keep fucking running. Right, yeah. and I mean, don't get me wrong, those movies are a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. They're very entertaining, but I've, as far I've as... I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie. <gasps> What? Can okay, I suggest you... one? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you can add that. Go ahead and add that to the list. <laughs> can, so. can I suggest, instead of going with the first one, the fifth one, Rogue Nation. Really interesting. That's, in my opinion, the best in the franchise. It's the most coherent. It is the... Other than the fact it does have a direct sequel, it is the most self-contained. I would... I have no problem with the fifth one being on there, but I do think you should watch the first one. I mean, both are really good. You want me? I to mean, add if, you're, both if we're them? doing it on your list, you you choose the movie. I will watch. I want it. the first one. You can take the fifth one. See, I have no room to add the fifth one because I've added two movies. Then give me both of them. Okay. All right. Done. <laughs> Where's the gavel? Done. <laughs> it is decreed. All right. So that is uh, episodes fifty-five and fifty-eight for anyone that's paying attention. <laughs> whoop whoop. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of his more like. I think this is where he kind of got to show off a little bit more like this dude is actually a very capable actor, mm -hmm. depending on the roles that he gets. Once you get used to seeing somebody in a role, it kind of becomes like, yeah, I know you can do this part. Mm -hmm. But like Noel was saying, this character had a lot of layers to them, and I feel mm -hmm. like I still got to see those. Mm -hmm. And with the roles that I'm used to seeing Tom Cruise do, I don't necessarily always get that because it's a lot of times the same type of archetype of a character for him. Right. And I feel like this was just different enough and, but still slightly similar in some aspects. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like this is one of the better performances that I've seen as far as, again, haven't seen all of his movies. He's not like my go-to person as far as really want to watch my favorite movie. He's not that person, but yeah. for what I've seen, I feel like this is probably his be better performance. Yeah. Personally, I don't, because of his personal life I don't generally have a problem with him as an actor but because of his personal life I do tend to avoid Tom Cruise movies to, to be fair yeah we were Noel and I were talking about that earlier where I'm like I'm really kind of holding to my theory where when you have a certain amount of talent there's a certain amount of weirdness and madness that goes with it so far it's holding true to a lot of people that we wind up discussing yeah yeah um so I think I'm sticking with that theory for now I'm inclined to agree with it um but, I, I can yeah. go ahead and say I don't necessarily avoid Tom Cruise movies. Do I feel a little bit sheepish about the fact that he probably doesn't treat most people the way that he should? Sure. But on the other hand, I mean, it's it's really difficult to find, honestly, a better action star currently alive. He basically does all his own stunts. And beyond that purposely cranks the dial up on those stunts. I mean, there's a reason he keeps getting those roles. Yeah. So like, and I'm not, no denying, I tried, when I when I was watching this movie, I just kind of left all the personal stuff that I know about Tom Cruise kind of at the door. So it's like yeah. you leave your bags at the door, you go watch the show, and then once the show is over, you can pick up those bags and continue <laughs> on your way. So for the purposes of the movie and for the podcast episode, I was trying very hard to kind of keep that a little bit 
at bay. Mm-hmm. You know, I um on the topic of Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, uh, I read an interesting thing years ago uh, by Danny Trejo oh. uh, about um about part of his decision not to do his own stunts because he does you know he does a ton of action movies right yeah. a lot that never make it to theaters <laughs> yeah. he's, he's he goes for quantity over quality yeah. um but anyway uh you know being a star in a movie like if he gets injured on a yep. stunt that shuts production down right like people and, cannot yeah. work and and so he said like i if i remember correctly i don't think he was necessarily attacking uh tom cruise for it's his... just a different perspective yeah but like so yeah it's cool that like it's cool that an actor can do their own stunts but it's potentially also selfish i think that was also something that i heard about um one of the netflix shows like the movies that made us or one of those that made us things uh-huh. but they were talking about dirty dancing with patrick swayze mm-hmm. yeah. and there's a scene where they are dancing slash practicing or interacting with each other on a log that's over a, oh. like not like a can- not like Grand Canyon or anything <laughs> but you know it's over like a river a ditch like you fall yeah. there's a problem and Patrick Swayze wanted to do it himself and the guy told him before he did it I'm like you realize that if you get injured we're all out of work and yeah. guess what the dude got injured and yeah. stuff had to slow down for a little while yeah so I think it's just an interesting perspective I personally can definitely see the appeal the appeal as an actor of wanting to have the experience of doing mm-hmm. your own stunts but even for me like there's a limit there's yeah. there's gonna be a hard limit like what is involved with the stunt what am I gonna need to be doing because like a lot of you can learn a lot of really cool shit from doing your own stunts mm-hmm. but at the same time you also don't want to injure yourself that yeah. bad Ooh, I almost forgot on the subject of selfish things as you guys had pointed out <laughs> um, this is one of the only productions that I know of that shut down the entirety of Times Square for a day and yeah. recorded oh, yes. <laughs> that admittedly was very impressive and that's the opening scene too and that's yeah. the first thing that we said like he's driving around and we're like he's in the middle of fucking New York City where is everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. it was like what 7, 8 in the morning right yeah, early. Like, I don't know how you're gonna shut down New York for a movie like that and, and I said like, and Nell pointed at me to indicate I was correct I said when we were watching it it's like it's because Tom Cruise was attached I'm, they would not have been able to right. do it otherwise I know <laughs> must have been having a good day because man Times Square there's a lot of shit going on in Times Square for it to just be empty yeah. I don't care I don't care if the scene is two minutes the whole movie whatever like that's a big ask for yeah, as, New York especially at, it's gonna sound bad but this film released in early 2001 so you figure this was before 9-11 right times square was at its time squareiest yeah <laughs> yeah so very impressive mm-hmm. did we actually get to favorite things for anybody no <laughs> all right i still don't have mine yet um so when are you two favorite thing um let's roll <laughs> i can go first just because i kind of already touched on it but i actually really believed in um whether i don't know if you can narrow it down to me because i'm the one with the theater degree and all of that if you can say it's just the acting itself but i found i liked the relationships and the interactions of all the characters i can agree i found that. them yeah. all to be believable mm-hmm. as weird as they were like i like as as they were and as weird as they needed to be like I, I still whether it's acting writing how it was shot whatever you want to chalk it up to i really appreciated the relationships that w- were shown in this particular movie mm-hmm. and not necessarily just like penelope penelope and tom but like cameron and tom mm-hmm. um kurt russell and tom oh timothy spall yes and tom. and tom everybody so like i think that 
I don't know if it's just like they, you know, they got really good actors and everybody was super committed or if it's just that the writing was great. Like, mm-hmm. but again, that was probably my favorite thing about the movie is just the relationships that you could see because I felt like that made it everything matter more when it got to the ending and he had to make his decision. Yeah. So otherwise, you know, if, if you don't care about the relationships, it's going to be a really easy decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've actually got my favorite thing. Um, so... First, I have to go through a couple of honorable mentions. <laughs> I absolutely adore Jason Lee's performance as Brian Shelby. Yeah. But I also absolutely love Noah Taylor's performance as um, Edmund Ventura, the tech support. Mm. Both of those just immediately, I resonated with those. They yeah. resonated with me. Mm-hmm. I felt those roles and those performances in my bones. Mm-hmm. But beyond those performances, what I really have to give a lot of credit to is just the dialogue. Mm. The way that things were written, there were so many phrases where I don't know if it was necessarily that they felt ominous or they felt full of hope. Um, Sometimes both. Mm. Uh, But like with the hint last time or this time, I guess, technically. I'll see you um, in another life when we are both cats. cats. (laughs) It's just so surreal and beautiful and fucked up. Yeah, there were were a lot of good moments like that that I really appreciated as well. Right. Uh, And another one that I actually just picked up on tonight for the first time, and honestly, it it blew by me when I was younger, but it's a very small line, but it just hit me was, who is the man in the restaurant? Yep. And it's only said a few times. But the fact that it just kept getting repeated in that one scene and it felt so heavy. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like McCabe just knew what the hell that was and couldn't put his finger on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it, like, or, you know, if you want to argue that it's them trying to sing, signal to him, like, this yeah. is what you need to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Not who you think you killed. You need to be paying attention to the dude that's in the restaurant. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I need you to focus on. But yeah, I see your yeah. point. Or um, another one, like when McCabe is kind of put on the spot and uh, yeah. like, oh, what are your daughter's names? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he's just stuck. He has no yeah. idea. And it's kind of one of those moments where it's like, he, I, there's, I forget the word for it right now, but uh, like, you know, that moment where you're like thinking and you remember that everybody you meet is right. a person who's got their whole life and mind and history yeah. the same way you do and that the world is just full of people. Not being a just, narcissist? but but i mean just like yeah that it's all just like it's all thousands upon thousands of lies right lies lies i mean that's i mean in his case yeah uh uh, but like inner intertwined interlocking sometimes in ways that people don't even know and that's what makes the world run but for him it's all just about him like this guy he he doesn't exist outside of what he is there for um sorry that just david that just made my brain do something kind of beautiful. In a weird way, what you just said summarizes that entire final scene to a second degree, mm-hmm. which is when McCabe is confronted, his entire life is a lie. It's yeah. a shell. Yeah. But then there's Edmund, and he just goes into this nice, polite monologue of, here's what Brian did after you died, a three-day memorial. Here's, yeah. here's what Sophia did. She never quite got over you. Yeah. Just all these wonderful little moments of right. life all coming together. Right. And I have another comment about that, but I want to oh, give, no, I want to give Bran her turn to say her favorite thing just oh, in case right. it's I'm the sorry. same. I was really impressed with Cameron Diaz's performance. Um, I don't think yeah. I've ever yeah. seen her in a role, a serious role like that before, but I've also just admittedly not seen her in that much. I usually um, also don't see her in a, um, in a role where she's kind of like the quote unquote villain. 
Yeah. For yeah, lack kind of, of a, a she, menacing antagonist. Yeah. Role. For lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Because she's not really, really like so much of a no. Villain. She's a jilted lover, basically. Right. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who who never got the respect and clearly had some other things going on mm-hmm. and snapped at the rejection yep. she was receiving. Right. Not that so, that's okay, but <laughs> it's. It's sad. It was, and you were impressed. That's yeah. totally cool. She played it really well. Um, you know, when they're in the car, you know, you you really yep. got. That yep. Sense it's like, of dude, like, oh, get shit. get out, get out. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh damn it! Yeah, but um, so since Brand didn't say my um, the things that were tied aside from the relationships that I really liked, I really liked that this movie had a definitive ending. Yeah. That's I think what saved this movie. If it had ended with like, you know, the viewer has to decide mm. kind of like how Inception did where it's like is he awake or is he not awake and things like that. That tends to I can only see so many movies that end like that and mm. I'm glad that this one did not. Okay, like, cover your ears then. Man. Cover your ears. You're the worst. You're going to twist this now? I can't have my definitive ending? You get to keep your definitive ending, and I'm going to share a theory with Bram. Oh, God. Another theory where it's like, now there's a cult following saying that he didn't actually wake up. So No, no, no. Uh, So I have a personal theory. Okay. Which is that the entire film was a dream, and that the final relax David wake up, or relax David open your eyes, was his alarm clock from the beginning of the movie. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. See, at that scene um, when he, like, first wakes up in bed with, uh, what's her name, Julia? Uh, uh, Julie, Julie, uh, Julie Gianni. Julie, okay, yeah. Uh, when, he first, when he wakes up in bed with her when he was expecting it to be uh, Sophia, like, I fully expected, because that's kind of before we got to the sci-fi aspect, I fully expected everything else to have been a dream, and he was, like, stuck with her again, and then that's... And then, and then something else happened from there. Yeah, and then yeah. it like then it just kept twisting you further and further in the knot. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think she's good now? Yeah, probably. Okay. Hey, you're good. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, that's what I liked. I liked <laughs> that it had that. At least it appeared to have. Uh, maybe not in Null's world, but oh, no, no, least... I, I still think that there's a definitive ending. It's just a question of where you want to place that ending. Oh boy. <laughs> do you want do you want to know? I mean, I don't I don't care either way. I like that the implication is definitive. He okay. made his choice. He's going to wake up and live his life apparently 150 years in the future. Okay, so my theory is that the entire film was actually a dream and that when he was told uh, wake up, open your eyes, that it was just his alarm clock from the beginning of the movie. So like none of that shit happened in the first place. Exactly, and that the entire thing was him experiencing one prolonged nightmare that actually concluded in a positive way. I could see that. I understand it's not that it couldn't potentially work. It's just that if someone comes out saying that that's actually what it is, I'm going to get mad. Well, no, I, I get that. <laughs> but and it's yeah. like honestly rewatching it again as an adult, I don't think as much that that's the case, but when I was younger, I was utterly convinced that that was the solution. Mm. But yeah, that was those were the two things that were probably tied for like my favorite thing is that I appreciated that this seemed to have like a clear definitive. I'm not wondering what the hell is going on or what happened mm-hmm. type of an ending. So, yeah. Woo, damn. Sorry. Uh, there was a question earlier of uh, how many films she had done to get to Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Uh, so there was The Mask, The Last Supper, She's the One, Feeling Minnesota, Head Above Water, Keys to Tulsa, My Best Friend's Wedding, A Life Less Ordinary, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, There's Something About Mary, Very Bad Things, Being John Malkovich, Any Given Sunday, Things You Can Tell Just By Looking at Her, Charlie's Angels, The Invisible Circus, and Shrek, which came out the same year as Vanilla Sky. No kidding? Yeah. I've seen five of those movies. 
Hey. Anybody want to guess which five? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought that might be a fun game. Well, I guess not. Oh. I mean, to be honest, he said them so fast. I was like, I recognize that title. I can't remember if I've seen it. Yeah. I recognize this title. I know I've seen that one, but yeah. yeah. Something about Mary, uh, Charlie's Angels, Shrek, Fear and Loathing, and uh, Mask. Oh, you haven't seen Being John Malkovich? Nope. Well, when I get a little further... I do want to see that movie, so... It's fucking phenomenal. Do you want to add it to the list? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, but no, I remember wanting to see that movie. And um, Best Friend's Wedding is one that mm. I've, I think, at least seen scenes from, if not the entire movie. Is that a rom-com? Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, and I saw the other movie that I guess she probably made later with Tom Cruise where he's... That's by oh, the night and day or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I didn't see uh, that. Yeah, and I, I forgot about that movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I was really? entertained. Yeah, I was entertained. As I said, not a Tom Cruise fan. Right, so. <laughs> and I totally respect that, and I get that. But yeah, for me, it depends on um, what the movie Tom Cruise is doing, like what it entails, mm-hmm. and whether or not I want to go see it. And I think I was seeing that with multiple people. Mm. Like that's what we decided to see as a as One a of those things. collective. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I could be wrong. Mm. Alrighty, least favorite things. I'm prepared to start. Go for it. Go for it, yeah. Okay. As I've said, Tom Cruise, not my favorite. Mm. It was like a third of the way into the movie before he sold me on the character. Really? Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, at the beginning, when um, when it was like, he's like falling in love with her and stuff, he... <sighs> was very cruisy for you? He was too Tom Cruisy. <laughs> he's got those dead eyes, and I just wasn't quite buying it from him okay. like from her i was buying it but not from him but it wasn't like until after the accident and after he was like injured and stuff and then also at the beginning you know when you saw the scenes where he had his face covered and you knew that something was coming you know those scenes were fine but like but like pre-accident david i was just i wasn't buying it interesting it's, yeah. it's interesting that you perceived it as dead eyes for me it looked more bewildered eyes mm. but I, i'm i'm not like just trying to argue with you is that's just it's interesting to me yeah i i can see bewildered but like it i yeah i just i wasn't buying it i just like i yeah it wasn't until a little bit later no connection yeah i just wasn't yeah um that's really interesting i've found this one to be more of his like one of the more believable roles that i've seen him in yeah he, so. he was great once it clicked for me okay but like before it just took that, you longer to get there yeah before that it just seemed like too much during the part of the movie where that that where it was more of a rom-com i see yeah <laughs> it didn't wasn't cl- quite i got you with me, yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i can i can respect that i get that that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> what about you ellie what's your least favorite thing um if you can't think of one i've actually got one Go ahead. I'm curious. So the one thing that I really, really get frustrated with in this movie, and it's such a weird nitpicky detail, is that the the return of Sophia immediately, the first moments into the L.E. dream. You're gonna have to be more specific because oh, when he woke like up in the street, yeah. yeah, and he like she came over and was picking him up and said, "Hey, I'm not a Mother Teresa healing helper figure. You're gonna need to get your shit together." I found that completely unbelievable. Really, and it frustrates me that he doesn't immediately pick up on the fact that that's not believable mm. either. I, I that I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Ellie. go for it. Okay, that brings to light another criticism I have. After the scene where like she's apparently been beat up and he goes and finds her again, 
would I mean okay we can talk well, about battered here. women and sort of that sort of thing mm. but like would she really have just welcomed him back like that with any uh, without any conversation about hey you hurt me real bad you know well before we even get into a discussion about her women yeah it was all a dream i know but like that like obviously <laughs> should have been like like i don't know that but see wasn't quite believable unless of course dream yeah, yeah. see yeah. i didn't have a problem with it because by then i'm like all right there's something real fucked up going yeah. on so i'm yeah. not i'm not questioning you weren't that picking those details no i wasn't as nitpicky just because you you know yeah, I just wasn't sure. I knew there was something fucked up going on. I just hadn't worked out all the kinks and details as far as what the what the twist kind of was, mm-hmm. basically, um, for lack of a better phrase. But I think it's interesting, though, that that was what you really didn't like. Because, frankly, I liked that part. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that I don't. I, I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't work for the purposes of the film. I'm saying that I... It, it does not work for me individually, as in, I don't find that believable. I found it really believable. That's what I enjoyed. Interesting. Yeah, no. And it might be just because, like, that that might be the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. So you, I guess you would, you where would go look for a unconscious, hungover man in the street not, not and pick the him part, up and take him to not your not house. The part about, not the part about her looking for him and taking him into the house. Her being like, look, man... I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm willing to give you another shot, but you've got to get your shit together. That part, as far as mm. her saying that to him, gotcha. I could appreciate. Now, as far as going and finding him in the street, she also lived right around the corner. This is so true. she could have just walked right around the corner and been like, are you fucking kidding me? They should have had so, her dog with her or something to give her another Yeah, excuse. you saw the dog once. That yeah, probably would yeah. be... You do see the dog again. No, you? you see the dog one time. And, and I'm actually, like, excuse me, there was a cute pupper, and now I feel cheated. Yeah, something that I picked up on actually this time is in that first scene where he meets her dog, he seems really fucking uncomfortable around that dog. Well, and the dog seems uncomfortable around him. Like, excuse you, my human, go exactly. away. I didn't notice that, but I guess I wasn't paying attention to that. Well, he had a line in there about it, like, you know, this is a good protective oh. guy for you or something. Yeah. And I think it was because, like, you know, dog's kind of getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, then the of... dog's in the way, so then the dog's gone because it's all in his head. Yeah. Well, no, because no, because that was before. Benny is the one that was frozen, so it's no. not the same dog. Right, but, like, the, the different, different Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, no, because the dog, that that was before he had control of everything. Right. So. Well. Because he met her the one night, and then yeah. after that, that yeah. was it. And you do see evidence of the dog around the apartment during that entire visit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. the dog again. Yeah. Most but dogs still, he like, like, hey, you guys are cuddling on the couch. That means it's time for me to cuddle. Well, and also he too. like, when when he's freaking out, he like busts into the apartment and is freaking out because uh, yeah. he sees Cameron Diaz all over the wall instead of Penelope Cruz. And there's no dog. Yeah. And there's no dog. Yeah. Like, excuse yeah. you. You can't just bust into my home. You got to yeah. introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> like, damn. So, so as, as you said, once he's in control, doggy gone. Yeah. So, yeah. But as far as her language, as far as what she's saying to him, I found that to be believable. Yeah. The actions, yes. I totally understand where it's like, no, nah, you're not coming in my house or anything like that. I'm not going <laughs> to take you into my house, but, like, we can talk. Yeah. So. See, yeah. I, I was convinced while I was sitting there because the dialogue is okay. Mm-hmm. The, the dialogue, again, is my favorite thing in the whole movie. But I was convinced that that moment would clue you in that something was fucked from that moment forward. And the fact that you didn't pick up on it and didn't say, okay, what the fuck is going on? That's not believable at all. No, but again, my favorite thing about the movie was the relationship connections. I I found those to be believable. So no, I'm not going to, I didn't question what was happening. You know who 
back on my thing. You know who I would have really liked to have seen in that role? Mm. Paul Rudd would have killed that role. I uh, don't agree. You don't agree? No. I think he would have As been Tom perfect. Cruise or the best friend? Tom Cruise. Uh, no, I, I think that he would have made a pretty acceptable Brian Shelby, yeah. but I do not think that he would have pulled off the other role. Is that because he would have needed to be slightly less likable at the beginning? And Paul Rudd could not attain being unlikable? <laughs> I mean, while that is a valid point, no, I just, I see, it, it's hard for, I agree with Null in the sense, it's hard for me to picture Paul Rudd in that role. The, the reason, Not that he couldn't do it, very capable actor. The reason for me that Tom Cruise works in the role as well as he does, and honestly, I think the reason the whole film comes together the way that it does, is that David Ames is basically the toast of the city. Right. Like, he, he is beloved. He is what everybody fucking has to rely on. And that's what Tom Cruise is in real life. A film production revolves around Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise actually recently, uh, they're filming two Mission Impossibles back-to-back right now. God, Jesus. that sounds exhausting. Yeah, uh, seven and eight, if I remember right. Woof. And... Some things don't. No, no, no. Here, here's where it gets fantastic. Oh, no, no, no. Honestly, I, I'm dying for those fucking movies. I'm, I've am i become a huge fan after uh, Rogue Nation. All right. Well, I guess I yeah. know what we're going to be watching. <laughs> oh, you, just... you added it to the list, you dork. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about, like, for the oh, new okay, ones. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so, no. Um, he actually had a moment recently on those sets where he looked at some people that weren't wearing masks on the set, mm-hmm. screamed at them, and shut down production and said, you've just lost your job. Get the fuck off of the yeah. set. Yeah, I heard the recording of him. Jesus, yeah. really? Yeah. This is news to me. Holy yeah. shit. A couple months ago, actually. He went off on somebody because they were ignoring COVID-19 protocols, and he was like, no, you don't fuck around with this. This is serious. And yeah. And I was like, I go, mean, Tom. Yeah, because he was talking about, he's like, he's like, you know, we're supposed to be setting an example. You know, I'm on the phone with people every day. Other productions are looking at us, and if we fuck up, that could fuck things up for everybody. Huh, how interesting for me yeah. to agree with him in this yeah. sense. Yeah, he, I mean, see, gonna have to sit about, with that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what I've heard about hmm. Tom Cruise is that as a human, he could be a little uh, difficult, but he's incredible to work with, is yeah. what I've heard about him. No, I, I mean, yeah. similar. I, not that I know people that work with him directly, but, you know, as far <laughs> as, like, what you it. hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's funny that you talk about him making uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8. Do you remember when we were kids and they made three of a movie, and if, and if they went beyond three, you, it was pretty much a given that it was, like, yes. it's going to suck. Yes. And yeah. now there's a Mission Possible I think I'm still yeah I think I'm still set in that mindset I think that's why I, I'm like some things you just gotta you can stop they're good yeah. and that's alone. why she watches every Fast and Furious movie no 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 that's for totally that's selfish purposes it's hot <laughs> men fast cars and everything blows up that's exactly why I watch those movies and yeah. I watch I watch the Mission Impossible movies because it's explosions Tom Cruise in actual life peril <laughs> and uh, Simon Pegg making jokes at computers. <laughs> All right, I, mean, I can accept that. Yeah, I'm like, um, I'm I'm a, I'm a big believer of going to see a movie just for the sake of being entertained for yeah. a few hours. Yeah, like so, Pacific yeah. Rim. Not a super deep movie, but you get to see giant monsters fighting yep. giant robots. And I mean, hey, Idris Elba, nice. Yeah, and a giant that. robot swinging a fucking cruise ship. At a, <laughs> was it a cruise ship? Pretty sure it's a cruise ship. Uh, I don't remember. It's I haven't seen it, seen but it. you know, I know oh. what it is. Ooh, do you want to add that to the list? Ah, you're killing me. All right. I'm trying to remember. I think did you my say least yours? favorite thing. Did you say yours? No, technically I did not. All right, go for it. Um, so I think as of right now, and again, still processing. I I maintain Ooh. that I'm still processing. We may come back and be like, you know, part two. Um, I think I think my least favorite is how often the movie would jump around from like 
different scenes, different times, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I can't appreciate it. I think it just kind of got right to my limit of like, this is happening too much now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it did it just one too many times. There's another movie that does something similar. I can't remember if it's called, like, Vantage Point or something else. But it literally yeah. goes back to the beginning of every single story, like, a total of, like, eight times. Because the idea is you're getting eight different perspectives on the same story. Oh. Yeah. And I think that that's a great concept. But eight in a movie was too much for me. <laughs> you would hate Rashomon. Yeah, please don't. Mm. Don't do not do that to me. Um, but... But yeah, I think yeah. it was, and it wasn't so bad again that I stopped enjoying it. It was just, it was, it was just enough for me to get irritated and be like, "Come the fuck on!" Yeah. Something, something needs to break here. Something needs to come through. Yeah. I need to, as an audience member, now I'm getting irritated. Yeah. So I think that was, I think that was my least favorite thing. I think it did it just a little too much. But by the time I was before I was gonna actually say something, then we got to the ending where like he started figuring shit mm-hmm. out and was like, okay. Yeah, I, I do like the way a lot of the things kind of came together in the end, though. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you'd seen, like, the flashbacks of him right before he, like, committed suicide and right. that sort of thing. And it just, like, it's like, oh, okay, that's what that's from. That's what, right, now. Yeah. right, exactly. But I think that I think that would be my least favorite thing. And again, it's not that I, it, it's not so bad that it's like, if it wasn't for this thing, I would have actually liked the movie. Mm-hmm. No, I, I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just, for me personally, that would be the thing that irritated me the most. Yeah. <laughs> That's valid. All right. Uh, do we want to move on to our third question? Random. Did you mention your least favorite thing? I can't remember now. She did. Yes, the Tom Cruise, how it took him a little while before oh. I was sold on him. I think that wine's kicking in. Yeah. Tiny bit. <laughs> you, know, you seem to be enjoying it a lot more than me. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 like, I'm going to drink it as long as I'm here, but if there's anything left, I'm just going to leave cool. it with you. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I that probably that, that yeah. won't last very long. <laughs> that is really tasty. Yeah, mm. I like it, but not. I'm not drinking it the way you are. So it's like, you know what? I... Yeah, I specifically had to stop myself from getting more because otherwise I will get too toasted to be able to actually, you know, record mythos after yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, so we'll share it while I'm here, but then I'll just, if there's anything left, I'll leave it with you. Alrighty. All right, so we have Unlucky 13. Oh boy, of course, for this movie. Ah, this should be an interesting one. Off the top of your head, does Disney own the rights of this film or its U.S. distribution? I didn't I, see, I didn't, I didn't watch see any it. beginning credits. Um, I didn't see any Disney credits or well or any co- any companies who uh are who affiliated own, who are owned by or affiliated with disney okay my guess is no i'm currently looking it up. that's the, probably like the whole like ignorance of me though like hopefully, okay hopeful. at least said no i'm gonna say yes okay <laughs> we'll split it be only because i have no idea yeah either. i have this no way, clue so we'll just correct. one of us will be right ah, no this was paramount aka viacom cbs okay whoop, yeah whoop I yeah. guessed right. That was yeah, a total yeah, guess. <laughs> that was a total guess. We could have flipped a coin on that one. Well, I mean, originally you were going to guess that it wasn't Disney. Right. Right. She yeah. just she just said yes for the yes. because I said no, and I can appreciate for that. Giggles. Shits and giggles. Gits and shiggles. All right. And sorry, I'm just doing a little bit of Google research. No, no, no. Uh, organization of files. Ah. Yeah, now that, that question is removed, now I'm grabbing another question from the list and adding that to the list. Whoop, really? Whoop. If you have qu- if you have questions, mm-hmm. you should send them to us. Yeah, please do. I'm constantly looking for new interesting things to add to the list. Um, you might hear it on an episode one day. You can, you can obviously reach out to us on Instagram. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter. 
uh, or at our email, just uh, lscpod at gmail.com. And the Instagram. So are we, are we going into Twitter or are we, are we going into credits? Deep dive. Or, or did we want to keep talking? Because I don't, didn't really have anything else I wanted to bring up. Nope, I'm I good. I can't think of anything yet. I'm good. I, okay. feel nice, I feel nice about this. Shameless plugs. Do, do, do. Right. Uh, yeah, so the Twitter is, uh, is uh, at lscpod. Uh, Instagram, I believe, is also LSC Pod. No, nope. uh, that's actually, actually Longshot Club. Yeah, it's different. Oh. I remember because I remember looking at, at it and being like, oh, she, they didn't pick LSC Pod. Okay. I should know this considering I'm the one who runs the Instagram. Yeah, you really should. That, that was a failure on your <laughs> part. I have yeah. to go back and actually fix multiple instances where you tried to plug the Instagram and then failed. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, so I run the Instagram. Null runs the Twitter. Uh, Null does, like, hints and stuff for the next movie on Twitter. Yeah, so you'll see a lot of little, um... The Instagram's more memes. I drop a lot of pictures along with some reviews that other people have posted online. And about... I also do trivia yeah. on the Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Memes and trivia. Uh, then I like to drop hints towards the next movie, usually in the form of arbitrary pictures that... If you know enough about the other movies or what the pictures are of... It'll make sense. Yeah, it'll click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It might come more in hindsight, but you never know. You might be able to figure it out. Um, I guess don't, that's personal. Well, don't forget, you oh, guys yeah. also have another show that you do. Yes. Oh, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Uh, personal Twitter handles? Yeah, I'm at Brannigan Star with two R's. I'm at MXM Null. I don't post often, but when I do, it's usually something sniveling and weird. Do not uh, contact Ellie. Yeah, no. Leave her the hell alone. Just... Why would you do that to her? God, just leave her alone what's wrong with you she's just alienate me that way okay mm-hmm. uh and then nolan and i also do another show uh where we play uh, a role-playing game that he created called midtown mythos also the name of the show very simple you guys should check it out it's almost as mindfucky as vanilla sky yeah sometimes yes it is mm. nothing like this at all mm-hmm. but if that's what you're into you'll like it sometimes i crawl through a barrel onto a pirate ship <laughs> hundreds of years ago yeah you know. You like never you know what's going to happen in the world of Midtown Mythos. Ain't that the truth? Um, trying to think. I think that's all that's left is just the hint. And uh, that's on me because my pick is the next one. Whoop, whoop. Well, uh, you could say whoop whoop, but it's a very sad movie uh, about forgotten victims of war. Um, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, just remember, we got to have a box of tissues ready. 